But I could ask you if there's any counterintuitive maybe behavior when you're trying to do the modeling or maybe simulation that may be counterintuitive when it comes to what you try to do, behavior or surprising you didn't expect. I don't know if you have any kind of moment like that. I, it, I primarily study elastic instabilities and these things kind of continually provide me with <laughs> counterintuitive behaviors. They, they kind of are, a, a, are always testing your intuition um, because uh, things buckle and snap in uh, unexpected ways all the time. And especially on the modeling side, it can be incredibly easy to set up a finite element model that does not capture buckling instabilities that will happen in real life. And that is among the hardest things to do when studying uh, or developing computational models for elastic instabilities is sometimes instabilities occur when you're not expecting them. And if you don't kind of properly set up your code to be able to capture them, you'll completely miss them. Um, and that can be really uh, that problematic if you're, if you're um, seeing elastic instabilities occurring in real life that your computational model isn't, isn't predicting. I can, I can give you uh, one that I, as a counterexample that we actually haven't, <laughs> I mean, we still haven't figured out why this happens yet. But um, if we take the same, uh, if we take the Kirigami gripper that we, that we talk about in the paper and you pull on it, um, it makes this nice grasping motion. And it, as you start to, we talk about towards the end of the paper, combining these unit cells together uh, in series so that way you have a gripper that's able to grasp a long slender object like a pen. Um, and what's really surprising, an example of a counterintuitive uh, instability is if you start to make, if you take that kind of uh, Kirigami gripper that's in series and you start to make the cuts closer and closer together, then what happens is, and I, I'll show this. I'll show this to you. Maybe I can send a video to you. Uh, you can post. But what happens is you pull on this object, and it starts to curl, and then it completely fails and does something uh, incredibly counterintuitive. So if you make the cuts too close together, it starts to make a grasping motion, and then as you pull just a little bit further, the grasping motion completely goes away. The structure just stretches and it buckles in a way that, to be honest, we still haven't um, completely quantified. And so, you know, in the paper, we kind of say, you know, make your cuts this far apart. Well, that's because as you make them really closer together, the behavior gets significantly more complicated and we don't really know why. Um, we have some ideas, but um, that's an example of like, we did not expect uh, these sheets to kind of start to curl and then just stretch and, and, and kind of snap back to a, a, a Kind of stretchy spring-like um, deformation. So, but in general, this happens all the time when you're playing with slender structures. They're so nonlinear that their deformations can be really hard to predict, and they can often be really hard to kind of intuit. Um, it is a problem that kind of needs to be on your forefront, on the forefront of your mind if you're doing computational modeling, because as I mentioned earlier, it's very easy to set up a model that'll miss these instabilities. So because in that case, do you think of kind of material because you, you already have the experience this, do you think any, there's kind of limitation when it comes to selections and material that would give you what you're expecting? For example, instability that you can use later for a favorable system. I don't know, do you think the material selection is limitation when you come to 
if you wanted to extract what you're looking for, if there's a limitation here? That's a good question. Um, I, I think the materials, if you're, if you're playing with, so for my, my labs experiences is oftentimes with, with slender structures. So things that are really thin. And in those cases, geometry tends to be the uh, kind of the dominant factor in terms of what you see. But as you start to play with uh, different material systems, maybe uh, materials that are bound uh, to a surface or at an interface between two materials, or maybe just bulk 3D um, uh, materials, I think, you know, we're not here yet, but I think we can get to a point where we can start thinking about a class of geometric nonlinearities that could be functional and used to do interesting things. And then we can also think of a class of material nonlinearities that could be functional. You know, I, there's not as much work uh, kind of with people combining material and geometric nonlinearities to do uh, really novel things. So utilizing buckling alongside of plasticity or, you know, a, a snap through instability along with uh, viscoelasticity to, to get some really interesting, maybe it's dynamical control of your system or or uh, some damping uh, in some in some systems, I do think there's a lot of opportunity to to be thinking of them together, kind of synergistically. To how can we use nonlinearities that are unique to the material system we're using, along with kind of tuning the geometry for that material. It's kind of together do something new. Um, I, I I suspect that's where we'll see kind of advances in the next ten years. I think it's the challenge is it's harder, <laughs> you know, like nonlinear things are, 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 are really difficult. And I think what you see in the mechanics community is we work a lot on geometric nonlinearities and then we assume everything's linear and elastic and simple. And the material is like some magical rubber that doesn't really exist. And that's because it's really hard to model things that are just completely nonlinear, uh, nonlinear in their geometry and their materials. But I, I think, um, you know, I think that is where we'll see some really interesting innovation going forward is kind of coupling those two.